So last week, we went commando. This week, we're finding out what monster is hiding. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not doing that. We are. No. No, no, God, no. That was even worse. <laughs> So, if you couldn't tell from the intro, <laughs> we're watching Godzilla. It's like God, yeah, yeah. That was whoa. Yeah, I love I love my intros. They're always a surprise, even for me sometimes. Oh, man. So, um, I know we mentioned that we were doing this not just us, but also with a special guest. Um, Brian. Who is this guest we have in here? Who is this person? You know, I, I just now met them. I don't think I've ever met them before. Just kidding. Interesting. So, <laughs> all right. So this is actually my mother, Kathleen. Um, she is obviously the reason that I am so into movies and is very passionate about it. So for there oh. we go. <laughs> so say hi, Mom. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So Kathleen, what kind of uh, what kind of he? Uh, that was a terrible uh, intro uh, for uh, me. Uh, so, uh. <laughs> so Ryan says you're really into movies. What kind of movies uh, do you like? What kind of movies do you enjoy? Uh, my favorite are sci-fi. Yeah. Um, however, good choice, I good choice. I watch any movie. Um, I don't like slasher horror flicks that much. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did Ryan make you watch Thanksgiving? Because I hope he didn't. That wasn't a slasher. That was just painful. It was kind of a slasher. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Yeah. I did was you, okay. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I would have hoped that the podcast would have told you not to go watch it. I haven't wa- listened to that podcast oh, oh, my gosh. How dare you? Not All right. We're going to cut it here, and we'll find a better <laughs> guest. <laughs> um, so, let's... Talk about the beer, and then we'll get even further into uh, the whole conversations about movies and beer. So, the beer that we're so, actually drinking. Well, yeah, so actually, beer beer one of yeah three. Who knows? Four? I don't know. We'll find out. I brought a backpack full. So, um, we start off with the Warhammer. Yep, from Walnut River. Uh, this is a brewery out in uh, up in Kansas, in El Dorado, Kansas. I can say I can say that correctly because I used to live in Wichita. Yeah, so you better. Yeah, I think we actually mm. talked about this beer whenever you got it. Yeah, so this was one of my. Uh, this is a uh, this can. Uh, th- these few cans we have right here. Uh, so this is not available in Texas, at least not. I've not found it here. This no, was one of not. my favorite beers, though, when I lived in Kansas. Uh, so the. Uh, Walnut River Brewing Company Irish Red, officially licensed Warbeard is what it says on the uh, on, on the can there. Uh, it's a caramel and toffee like sweetness, uh, and when you f- first taste the beer, it slowly fades into a slight dryness in the finish. Uh, this is the copy I'm reading from their website <laughs> describing it. Uh, but it's got a it's kind of like, kind of like a light uh, like or like a dark red kind of ruby type uh, coloration. It's very malt focused. Which it hits you on the tongue immediately, and yeah. with the, in 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 the aftertaste as well. And since I've been aging mine, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a lot yeah. stronger in the so, taste. So the other thing is, we've had this. Uh, <laughs> we we've had these cans. We've been trying to. I've been trying to spread these out whenever I get them. So it's a. Uh, I know these beers don't further ferment when they sit in the can, but you can taste it's it still a little really, bit. Yeah, it's still so, really good though. It's it's still a very good. Uh, so beer, though. 
It's Mom. a five and a half percent EBV and twenty three IBUs. What are your thoughts about this? Well, honestly, when I first smelt it, I thought it smelled like wine. Yep. It it almost smells like it could be a barley wine uh-huh. type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's light. It's a lighter barley. But I really like it. It's not as strong as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really looking at the color, and mm-hmm. I think the color. The reason it's also so dark is because it's been sitting in that can for so long. I feel like whenever it was fresher, it wasn't this dark. So I've had this really? one from the tap before. I've been out to Walnut Brewing, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Walnut Brewing Company, Walnut River Brewing Company, uh, pardon, uh, out there. And from the tap, it's like 100 times better. Like most oh, beers. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, once it sits in the can for a little bit, you're like, okay, it's lost a little bit of that, that brightness in the flavor. Uh, but this can, uh, this can, this beer, uh, has been one of my favorites and even having it here, even if it's been sitting in the can for a little bit, it still, uh, reminds me of, uh, Kansas. Oh yeah. I, I was saving this for, cause I was like, I know, I don't know the next time I'll get this beer. So I saved yeah. it and I was like, today's a good day to open a beer I've been saving. Oh. My friend, my my friends up in Wichita, they keep uh, they keep begging me to come up there, so I might I might have to make. I know a trip y'all up talked about uh, all of us going up there, and yeah. I was just like, let's do it. There's a lot of good breweries up there. Um, all right, so let's move on to. Uh, do you want, mom? Do you want to talk about your beer history or your movie history first? Um, well, it's up to you. Uh, the no, thing. No, it's up to you. You're the one here. Okay. We're just, we're just Let here. Let me talk with the about mics. my beer history. Okay, do it. Um, we moved overseas when I was a little girl. And my dad became a missionary. He was in military, and then he liked it, so he moved us all over back over to the Philippines. And the only drink you could get cold was beer. Everything, mm. water, sodas, lemonade, tea, everything else was room temperature or hot. And when you're hot and it's 120 degrees, <laughs> 100% humidity, you don't want hot. So we started drinking beer when I was little, and it was always San Miguel beer. That was their only beer that I remember as a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, they may have more, but... Yeah. And so, da- <laughs> we would go into this um, bar to get garlic roasted peanuts <laughs> and cold San Miguel beer. Um, and it was very mild. Um, and so, I grew up with that do you remember the taste of it yes i do it was wow. very light it was wasn't very strong and i do remember one time getting a bottle and there was a mouse in it oh oh <laughs> interesting so what is it like uh it was popular with the rodents as well <laughs> well that's a good sign <laughs> so like what what's a good uh like substitute beer here that we would know um, that's like it um blue blue moon yeah, but a light, the light one. The um, they have a darker one. It's not that one, but the it was lighter than that, and it wasn't mm. as bitter. Yeah. Um, because when I came back to the states, and they my friend took me uh, to go have some Texas beer, and we had a Coors. It was <laughs> just disgusting. Well, Coors is disgusting. <laughs> um, just a really light barley flavor very pale and it kind of i've they they have it at total wine and i so wished i had stopped and gotten some last night but i was too late to to bring it 
Mm. So it looks, I'm just uh, doing some Googling here as you're talking. And so it was a, San Miguel was a, a pale lager. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, just kind of hopping over to uh, allaboutbeer.com, uh, it's looking like uh, something like a, like a, uh, just your standard Miller to a Heineken would kind of give you a lot of the same okay. flavor. Maybe not the same uh, quality of flavor. Yeah. Well, this was 45 years ago as well. Right. So I'm sure their brewing has changed and they've been better at it <laughs> but i'm just looking at the bottle a picture of the bottle online and i'm like oh i want to i want to try this yeah i wish so, I, uh, uh, a lot yeah. of the foreign beers that i've had even even the ones that i'm not a light uh beer drinker and even some of the lighter beers that i've had uh in the in the caribbean and overseas uh over in europe they've been like just the quality has been like just like far beyond what the, your really? paler or lighter beers are so in the U.S. you said it was at the Total Wine and More in Denton, right? Uh, they so had we might some. have they it said they us. had some. Yeah. So, so. We, might have to, we may have to check that out. I just we'll got out. Our yeah. Segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got out too late to get some. But anyhow, um, so that was the first and then cores and then just as I've grown, we've tried different things. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my best friend, uh, when the kids were little, drank... Michelob Light, and so that's kind of all I ever drank because I went to her house. Then I started making beer bread and just tried different things from there. Heineken um, was a good beer bread I mean, beer, but from here and there, just I don't have a favorite anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I just like to try different ones. Yeah. All right. Uh, so hopefully we'll get you uh, get you some different beers that uh, some oh, yeah. different uh, flavors that you can try. The, the amazing thing, at least to me, is when you sometimes when you try these different beers, you can find something then to find a flavor that like you never thought you would agree with, but all of a sudden, it's like it just clicks. Yeah. That's with me when uh, a year and a half ago to two years when I had never had a stout and then I tried one at a beer tasting thing at work, which number one was crazy to me because they were having they were serving beer at work, which was like nuts <laughs> to me. But then I tried uh, they were serving a stout and I was like, you know, I've never tried one of these. The beer is free. I tried it and I was like, I like stouts. It's like, I was like a very light beer drinker. And uh -huh. also I was like, nope, I enjoy stouts now. So like, it just kind of totally skewed or totally uh, uh, threw my perceptions of what was good beer and what was like beer I didn't really enjoy into like craziness. Wow. So. Which I, uh, I have one stout in there that I do want to open with us because even Hannah was said that she really liked that. Mm -hmm. So if Hannah says that, I was just like, okay. It'd be a good one to share because we went to one of the Celestial, the new one of the breweries in town, and I loaded up on some yeah. beer. So, all right, so let's get into this movie. Is everybody ready to talk about this sure. movie? Well, don't do we want to hear the history of her in movies and? So, oh yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> let's go into that. Thank you for uh, that's fine. I'm not Thank that you for interesting me. a person. But um, she says that. But I mean, <laughs> so you, uh, so you said you like sci-fi movies, uh, and mm -hmm. you, uh, but not slashers. Uh, so, like, what would you say is like the epitome of like a good movie for you? Like, what's he, what would be like your favorite movie? I guess. Hmm. All-time favorite, and it's not a sci-fi. Was the Lord of the Rings? Okay. Just all-time favorite. That's close. Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. read that all my life and when I was afraid to see it but when I saw it I couldn't believe how well they had done it mm -hmm. and uh, still will watch it from time to time um, I grew up watching Star Trek when nobody else was um, it was on Sunday nights mm -hmm. and nobody liked it we were a um, 
Bonanza family, ah, yes. Gunsmoke, and I got to watch Star Trek and uh, knew who William Shatner was when nobody else did when, when I was a little <laughs> girl. So anyhow, I've been a fan of his my whole life. So that being said, I grew up on The Twilight Zone. Okay, good, good, good. And that was my go-to for every Wednesday night. Um, then I lived overseas, and there was a theater in town. We were pretty much unsupervised children. My parents were out doing God's work, and we were making mayhem in town. So there was a theater that would release Japanese movies. So I grew up watching all the Godzilla movies. Oh, really? Live. Mm, those are the old uh, Toho uh, Godzilla mm-hmm. movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes, all of them. The cartoon ones, animated. Oh, yes. And uh, in a theater where there were chickens and pigs because the farmers just walked right in with their, you know, their prized possessions. Uh-huh. And uh, we grew up just watching shows like that. So, um, and then any Japanese Rodan, I mean, all kinds of weird Japanese shows. Um, so like Rodan was my, was my first one. It was my was first it? of the kaiju movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was definitely one I really enjoyed as well, yes. Did you know the Star Trek guy, George? George Takei? He yeah. was in, I mean, he was the voice. Oh, was he? In that show, yes. Oh, my. And <laughs> in one of the Godzillas, I don't know exactly which voice he was, but yes, he was. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I recognized his voice from the Star Trek. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so always went to movies. My parents didn't care what it was rated. Saw some shows we shouldn't have seen when we were little, but, you know, that was all there was to do except make trouble around town, so... That's what I did. Um, started watching Captain America, and it used to come on at five o'clock every evening, right before the new international news. And it used to have a little song that I still know by heart. <laughs> I used to sing it for my children. The the intro song yes. for international news? No, no, for Captain no, America. No, no, no. Oh, 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 Captain oh, oh. America. I you were talking about international news no, song. No, like, no, no, no. What? Who cares about the news? But anyhow, so always, always watched every movie. Sci-fi's the best. Um, I'm getting a little tired of some of them. Uh, they feel beaten to death, but we need some yeah. new sci-fi. I like a really bad sci-fi show, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my husband and I got addicted to MST3K. Oh, yes. All uh, right. Fellow fan here. Oh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Just love those. Yeah. We'll watch those multiple times. My all-time favorite is Manos, Hands of Fate. Just that's a good, that's a classic. The best. That's a classic. So that's the only Sam, way you can watch that movie because if you watch it without their commentary, it is just a drag. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I think they spent $3,700 on that show, Mm -hmm. and it was well spent, if you watch it through them. And then um, Samson and the Vampire Women. uh, Samson and the Vampire Women is one of my favorites, yes. I actually watched that as a real movie when I was young. Really? Yes. (laughs) That's how old I am. So, uh, that being said, I pretty much like any show. Um, I did not care for Saw. 
But Even yet we watched. We watched all everyone. Of them. Uh, um, oh you just hoping it would get better eventually. I just kept thinking it would, or someone would why. get him, or he would die somehow. It, I really don't remember why we we just continued to watch them. Well, we even had though to, we just hated every single moment of it. Like, I, I think we wanted closure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, watched all the Star Trek shows from beginning to end, and every movie. Yeah. So um, I can't think of any. I haven't gotten into Pokemon, which really surprises me and my my family because that's what we grew up with, that sort of mm-hmm. Japanese show. And um, anyhow, that's kind of all I can think of at this point. Do they even show the Captain America cartoons anymore? Uh, they have different ones. They, I think they have an Avengers cartoon now. But yeah. uh, uh, if you look on Disney+, Plus, they may have that stuff on I'll there. I'll have to look yeah, that um, up. That yeah. would be interesting. Because they have a lot of those older... Uh, they have a lot of those... A lot of the cartoons that they have on there now are from like the either the 90s or the early to mid-2000s. Oh, man. This would be the 70s. Yeah. It was if, a, but the cartoon. Not earlier. Yeah. Probably that was, the I think 60s. That was the same, if I remember it correctly, it was about the same time frame as the Spider-Man cartoon was going on in the yes, 60s. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The Transformers we used to watch oh, yeah, were so, so different mm, than they are now. Oh, yeah. The animation on that was kind of a junkie, though. It was terrible. I watched it again, and I was like, there's one scene where Optimus Prime, he's just like all blue. And they just like did the coloration all wrong. And I was like, "What? You guys like just like signed up on this?" And we're like, yeah. "Okay, it's cool." Yeah. It's like, "No, it's he's fine. like all blue in one scene, and the next scene he's like his normal colors. He's like with the red truck with the blue head." And I'm like, "But he was just all blue like two seconds ago." <laughs> like, but then there was no explanation of that. All right, cool. Godzilla. 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 Gojira. Gojira. So this movie, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, I didn't put two and two together. But this is actually like the third movie in this series. I w- was not aware. This is the, this is part of a series. It's the uh, so it's the Godzilla MonsterVerse is what they call it. That's... What's the first one? Yeah. So seen the first it? one was the I think it was the 2016 Godzilla movie. It's the same Godzilla. Oh. So it's not the Matthew Broderick one. That doesn't count. Although <laughs> that is still part of like the uh-huh. Toho Godzilla universe. So who did he fight in the 16? He f- and so in the uh, in the previous one, Godzilla fought the Mutos okay. in San Francisco, okay. which we see in the beginning of this movie. Yes, uh, jumping right into uh, it, we see in the beginning of this yeah. movie, it opens up and it's uh, our main character is yelling uh, for Andrew, I believe. Mm-hmm. Andrew, Andrew, it's San Francisco, uh, and it says the year. I believe it's 2016 or five years ago or something like that. And they're yelling for, I believe it's their child that right. they can't find. Yes, the girl. And. Uh, I had to I had to think for a second. It's like what what's going on in the scene? And we see this from a different perspective in the previous movie. Again, I haven't watched this movie since like it came out in the theater. Uh, that basically Godzilla and these uh, Mutos, and I can't remember what Muto even stands for to be honest. Uh, basically, are fighting in San Francisco and just like totally just totally destroying it. Right. And I believe Las Vegas actually gets destroyed in the course of this I movie do, as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Las Vegas and uh, Las Vegas and San Francisco are just like demolished uh, at the beginning of this movie. So we're already starting with like mass destruction going on. Which I, <clears throat> the very intro, like before scenes even start, 
you hear Godzilla screaming. Uh-huh. I loved that. I was just like, that's how you started a movie. Right. <laughs> so, uh, going into what probably comes what probably comes after this movie. So, since this is the third movie, the second movie in the series that precedes this is Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. So, it's building up to this whole King Kong versus Godzilla, which, if you've seen King Kong and you've seen Godzilla, King Kong is much smaller than Godzilla. So, curious how that's going to go out. We'll find out when they release that movie, I guess. Yeah. So, and he was, uh, you actually, there was a lot of Kong Easter eggs throughout the course Mm -hmm. of the movie, actually. Yeah, there was. Yeah. They they weren't hiding it at all. No, no, they were pretty obvious, like, oh, hey, King Kong's here, too. Especially right at the end, where they show the freaking King Kong on the wall versus Godzilla. You're like, oh, okay. Right. That's what's coming up. Yeah. But, uh, they, uh, we don't, except for in Kong Skull Island, which is hard to get a sense of scale for how big King Kong is, uh, it's uh, you, you still get the feeling that Godzilla is basically taller than any of the skyscrapers in any of these cities, mm-hmm. and, and Kong is not. We see t- we see Kong climb, but yeah. I mean, in the nineteen was it nineteen thirties or nineteen twenties movie he was in, he climbs these buildings. Mm-hmm. Godzilla is just like he's like stepping over them. Yeah, so. yeah. Because they had him in a theater, Kong. Right. And God's no way could Godzilla fit in that. Right. Yeah. So I'm really curious how that's gonna yeah. go. But uh, we'll, I guess we'll see when that gets released. I think that comes out this either this year or early next oh, year. I did not know so. that. So actually, before we get too much further, I'm gonna talk that we did open up the uh, Gentleman Jackalope from Mountain Fork. I know yeah. that which we reviewed that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the first one that we did after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because I brought this back from there. Yep. So, what uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Mom? Well, I think it's kind of out of what you normally like. It's all right. It's really light to me. Um, I would drink this like I drink tea. Yeah. Uh, honestly, out of the... So, I think we compared this to... and I think I gave you one of these from Community, yeah. the Citrus Slice. Do I you think I that have one? one in my fridge. So, I gave, so, it's kind of the same type of beer, We I think kind of the citrus slice and then this that's on the same level so it's yeah. still kind of on the lighter side so I'm, I'm trying to slowly work our way up to, to that that last stout that we're gonna open i'm excited about so all right proceeds with the godzilla all right so just to set the tone for the movie so the synopsis of this movie is members of the cryptozoological agency monarch who they monarch is just kind of proceeding as the thread that kind of goes through all these movies it does yeah they face off against a battery of god-sized monsters including the mighty godzilla uh, or gojira depending on who you're speaking with who collides with mothra rodan and his ultimate nemesis the three-headed king Ghidorah. i say his name wrong all the time i have to fix that <laughs> king Ghidorah. Uh, when these ancient super species Thought to be mere myths rise again. They all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got a question. Mm-hmm. All right, so Monarch has sponsored this whole little program and machine that she, this woman has created. The, the biorhythm yes. machine, yeah. And the purpose is so that the monsters will... Um, because the earth is dying, kind of, or it's going, we're killing the planet, so this is gonna, they're gonna kill each other, and somehow this is going to 
so, help the planet or so i think the initial purpose uh so you're talking about the orca which is kind of our uh, MacGuffin for the movie uh-huh uh i think so we see that in the beginning when we the first appearance of this is in the beginning when uh we first meet at least the larva of mothra uh-huh. uh and what it's the way she describes it it seems like it's a means to control the monsters yeah. which i think is what the or at least uh the way to control or at least reduce the risk of the monsters which i think is what the ultimate goal of the monarch the monarch uh, group is but then why but don't they want to get rid of godzilla so, so some people the government does I think but monarch also, doesn't what does monarch want with godzilla they, they want pretty much them to destroy the planet to get rid of people because people are killing the planet at least that's, that's what that's I read. The, that's the terrorists in the movie. Those are the oh, bad guys. Oh, oh, sorry. That's a yeah. that's a Tywin Lannister's yes. group. Yeah, that's what he wants. Honestly, to do. I always get the three groups uh, that we have to keep Jonah. Track of. So, yeah, so, so he's the... kidnapping the woman and the scan machine, right? To try to turn it and use it that way. Yeah, right. So the three groups. Uh, so this movie starts, and we uh, uh, after the whole San Francisco sequence, we see. Uh, we see them at an on um, a monarch site uh, in China, mm-hmm. and we meet our first. Uh, so we have a couple different uh, organizations that we have to keep track of. We have Monarch, who I think wants to. It appears they really want to control, yeah, or at least mitigate the risk of the of the. Uh, they want to be friends the with Godzilla. They call them the Titans. Oh yeah, Titans. Yes, uh, which okay. I call them. I just call them the Kaiju. Uh, then you have. Then we have. We subsequently meet right after we meet the uh, terrorists. Uh, the these eco terrorists led by the guy who plays Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. I forget. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Jonas or something like to that effect. Oh yeah, 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 that guy. Uh, okay. But then the third group who is kind of more aligned with uh, Monarch is just the U.S. government, where they're just supplying basically they supply all the military power and uh, te- it seems like the military power and technology because it seems like they just give them they gave them about two hundred B twenty twos and. Uh, a big flying airship and uh, all the Navy <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and, oh, nuclear weapons. They have nuclear weapons, too. Uh, uh, so those are our, kind of our three players uh, in, in here. But we meet uh, we meet them in, um, in Mothra's cave mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then uh, the eco-terrorists, they come in and they just kill everybody except for uh, our mm-hmm. two of our main characters, mm-hmm. Emma, Mm-hmm. And uh, Maddie, Emma be, play, being played by Vera Farmiga, and uh, Maddie being played, or Madison being played by Millie Bobby Brown from right. Stranger Things. Which yeah. I thought was a brilliant move to get her in yeah. there because a lot of that younger crowd has not grown up with Godzilla. Right. Like we all did because it was the only monster movie around at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to put her in that position because she was kind of a yeah, new young. There, yeah. yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, plus for. A kid actor, she's amazing. Like I she's think so. so good. At it. Mm-hmm. I, I, as soon as I saw her, I was just like, okay, they picked a good person for this. And mm-hmm. right off the bat, she's way more badass than I am right now because she just drinks straight up black coffee like a champ. I noticed that <laughs> so quickly. I was just like, she's like chugging that black coffee. I was like, I it's hard to get. That. It's hard to get uh, coffee, coffee made creamer in the middle of the jungle in China. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they show that part, I was like, ah. So well, I I, I thought the whole cast was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, good people from around the world. And I just thought they picked some pretty good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, um, there were some good actors. So uh, I, I was questioning on uh, uh, Kyle Chandler, who plays Mark Russell, the mm-hmm. husband. I was like, I, I don't, I kind of, I feel like I recognize this guy, mm-hmm. but I don't recognize this guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like any other uh, mm-hmm. 
heterosexual white protagonist uh-huh. in any other movie I've seen. <laughs> and so like I couldn't G. really. He's like G.I. Joe. He looks yeah. like G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 like, he's like any other, but he's like any other uh, white guy I've mm-hmm. seen in the movie who's like a leading actor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so he's just going to be in the movie and he's going to yell to do things. And <laughs> basically that's what he does. That's he's exact. like, he yells, why aren't you doing this? Okay, we got to do that. Uh, and that's basically his role in the movie. He's like, you guys are stupid. Do it my way. And then he was everybody, everything wins. <laughs> so... But so we uh, we we quickly move on from there. We we pick up uh, we pick up uh, Mark Russell, uh, who we find out all these people are former former monarch uh, folks, and they all worked on this machine that we spoke about, the Orca, that does the biorhythms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now apparently he's working with wolves in yeah, Colorado. Did, yeah. Yeah, and so the first thing I noticed is that they're just coming in. It's like, okay, we're gonna pick this guy up because the terrorists are picked up his, his daughter and his and his ex wife, and they come in. They just come rolling in with this V twenty two. I'm like, how do they get this V twenty two? This is like this organization. This para, they're not like this paramilitary. They're never shown as like this paramilitary organization. They're just this like group of scientists, and all of a sudden they got all this military tech. Yeah, maybe I missed I, it in the previous movie. As soon as I saw the helicopter, I was like, oh, I bet Anthony's happy they use that. I was like, well, it's like now my it's piqued my interest because I'm like, all right, now I'm going to be picking on this thing because I know all about this aircraft. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, so. I, no, they never. That just came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't quite know where that happened, but. I mean, a lot of the stuff and the things they have and do is very questionable in this movie. Oh, it's like it's like uh, basically they press a button. It's like, hey, we need whatever tool we need at that time, yeah. and then they just have it. That's why you need. A good uh, Twitter account for President Trump. Well, perhaps he'll get you whatever you need. Perhaps Marnark is the Illuminati. I mean, you it's, never know. It seems like it. they're just like this. Uh, they're just the like connections. This secret government organization that nobody knows anything about. But, and yeah, there's yeah. no buildings. But they. Uh, but all of a sudden, they have. Uh, we 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 see them, and then they're just just trying to track down all these monsters. And in this movie, all of a sudden, they have like this steep sea underwater high-tech base yes. and yeah. all these helicopters yeah. and all this like big flying wing uh air flying aircraft carrier it looks like something it looks like a you know shield in yeah the Marvel yeah movies. it really does look it, like it, a, very much uh, like that it's like it's, it's this secret organization that has all this stuff so it's like, where did you get all this well just you know where, where our taxes they are kept, going where they at the beginning where they kept um mothra uh-huh and the building, just the size of it, mm-hmm. t- must be massive. And for nobody to know, I mean, I keep thinking, where are the receptionists and the secretaries and the? <laughs> yeah, you know what the they didn't spend people. the money on? They didn't spend the money on security. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's <laughs> no true. No kidding. Um, so they I'll get a new one. That's so the uh, I taste the grapefruit. Yeah, yeah I okay. taste the grapefruit. In it. And that's what I was looking for because I just drank a grapefruit soda. Mm. Oh. Out in the car. It's yeah. very similar. It is heavy on the grapefruit. So, uh, did, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, so, spoiler alert if you're listening to this, Emma is on the side of the terrorists. They don't really, you don't really figure that out this early in the movie, but uh, there was a tell. There was a tell. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Uh, the so the science teacher from Stranger Things who uh-huh. also works uh, he moonlights as a scientist here in China uh, she tried to get him to leave did you notice that she was uh, uh, as she was coming in he was telling her hey Mothra is waking up and wants to be born she's like hey why don't you go back and you know chill out your shift's over why don't you go get get out of here and do blah 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 
And he's like, no way, I'm not missing this. And she kind of has this look on her face. Like, she's like, well, crap. It's like, I like this guy because he's about to get shot. I didn't pick up on that at yeah. all. I got to watch that. It's like, I, I saw that. I caught that on my second watch uh, when I was watching through this. And I just was like, oh, well, she's kind of bummed that he's, because she's like, if you stick around, you're definitely going to die. Uh, so that was one of the really interesting things to me. But anyways, uh, they do a lot of, uh, the, one of the other things I found really interesting about this movie is they do a lot of narrative explaining because they're just introducing this new concept that's not yeah. from the yeah. previous movies, apparently, uh, particularly when it comes to the Orca. But they, they did it in a very uh, annoying way to me. Uh, they didn't just do the narrative uh, explaining of all their concepts in the movie, but they did it and they're like, I already know that. Why are you telling me this? It's like this whole meta uh, this whole meta thing where it's like, I'm a character in the movie. Why wouldn't I know this stuff? And it's like, okay, you're just being annoying <laughs> with <laughs> you're doing that. Um, but during this, during this, they actually sh- they end up they send, end up saying they have 17 different monsters that they're tracking at the time. And we actually, if you if you if you have a keen eye and uh, are click on the pause button, you can actually see the 17 monsters that they're tracking. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually stopped and I wrote uh, them down. So in Stone Mountain, Georgia, uh, Titanus Tiamat, uh, which I'm sure there are real world, world legendary counterparts uh-huh. of these things. In Bermuda, that's where they're tracking Godzilla. That's where Castle Bravo is. Uh, Mexico is where Rodan is, who we see. Skull Island, mm-hmm. which is out in the Pacific somewhere, mm-hmm. is where King Kong is. Right. In Machu Picchu, uh, in I believe in Peru, is Quetzalcoatl. Uh, Brazil was, uh, the one in Brazil was blocked. You really couldn't tell where that is. Wyoming is where Titanus Abaddon is, which is like something from the Bible. Scary name. <laughs> uh, at Loch Ness, Ireland, that's where Titanus Leviathan is, which I really wanted. To, I was really hoping they would yeah. show that. They didn't show that. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. In Russia, uh, it was Ambul- uh, Titanus Amulus. Uh, Germany, which this one I found really interesting. In Germany is Titanus Methuselah. Oh my gosh. I was like, whoa, okay. He's, All the he must be really old. Head. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Morocco, uh, in Morocco is Titanus Baphomet. Uh, Cairo is uh, Titanus Sekhmet. So the one in Sudan, you can't really tell what it is. In China is Mosura or Mothra. Uh, and Japan is uh, Titanus Yamada no Orochi, which is an old like uh, Japanese like spirit. Uh, in Cambodia is Titanus Typhon, and in Australia there's one, but it's blocked by his shoulder. You can't really tell okay. what it is. Wow. But that's all seventeen. Uh, uh, not 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 counting uh, not counting Monster Zero or Ghidorah. Uh, there's uh, so in, in total there are eighteen different monsters, including uh, including Monster Zero. Hmm. So have there been battles with all of these eighteen mo- monsters and Godzilla? Not. Well, Except for I, I, maybe maybe in the Toho movies, which I didn't get the opportunity to check mm. and see if there these were in the old Toho yeah. uh, mythology. I know some of them have, been. but not in this monster. Not at least in this new monster verse. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, we at least know at least a slate of the ones that are currently on Earth uh, of the different monsters that we could potentially see uh, Godzilla versus Blank. Yeah. yeah. In uh, in a future movie, so. Well, too bad they didn't have like individual, um, kind of like they did with the San Francisco, the movie previously, where the, he fought one at a time and then built up to a mm-hmm. a boss guy. Yeah, or a or a big knockout with all of them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, but I guess they have their reasons. But man, I don't even know if I know this. 
I don't think I've ever there seen was any, a, some of those. There's a few of them that I was like, I don't know what monster that is. But, I mean, obviously, I, I've, I recognize most of those names, obviously, because I grew up watching friggin' Godzilla. But hmm. there's definitely a few of those I'm like, I don't know who that is. I was really hoping I would see a Titanus Gamera because Gamera was my favorite. So. Which one was? Oh, really? what, what, which one's that? Gamera is the he's like the flying turtle that's a friend to all oh. children. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> he's got uh, he he pulls his legs in and he can shoot rockets out of his leg holes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. And he's got this really cool spin move there. He spins around and he attacks. Uh, I think there is a Gamera versus Godzilla movie out there. I believe. Probably. Yeah. Gosh man yeah. All right. So we just opened. The Beer About Nothing from Foss Idol. It's another, this is another new one. Uh, so, let's see here. Did we... This is one we have not talked about. Yeah, I know we talked about talking about it, but I don't, I don't think we actually did. So, Foss Idol is actually a brewery that's not even open yet. But uh, they've been brewing some beer out of their, I'm guessing, facility. Um, and they just released this a couple weeks ago. So, uh, what do you think, Mom? Well... Let me taste it a little bit. So this is a uh, so the a beer about nothing. It's a New England IPA. Yeah. It's a 8.3 ABV, 35 IBUs, uh, and uh, from the uh, False Idol website, it's a New England IPA dry hopped with lotus and citra hops, which I've never had lotus hops uh, before. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a beer about nothing or maybe something. I would <laughs> say it's in the something category. This is yeah. This has been a really good one. This is your water, by the way. Oh, is it? Yes, sir. Trying to uh, make sure we all stay hydrated, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you do you have an opinion about this beer? Do you like it? Do you dislike um, it, or is it just meh it's okay. to you? Okay. Yeah. I don't dislike it. I don't feel one way about it the other. It's a good. Uh, it's an easy, easy drink. Mm-hmm. If I was gonna ask drink. somebody to drink beer who'd never had it, I would give them one of these. Good. 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 So oh, that's good then. It's mild. Yeah, it, it's a. It's not a strong flavor where they're like yuck, you know. But yeah, they, it it doesn't hit you hard on anything. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's a good balance of most of the flavors that mm-hmm. they're trying to get through. I mean, it's good, but it's it's like a starter. Cool. Cool. All right. So getting back into the movie. So this is when we. Uh, so they're in Castle Bravo now. Mark starts yelling, "You need to kill all the monsters!" And I could, I for the life of me, couldn't think of a reason why he was wrong. Did anybody think of a reason why it would be a bad idea to kill, just kill all the monsters? Well, uh, uh, the professor, the the one that's oh, the Japanese professor, shit, uh, Doctor Sarazawa, the yeah. guy. Yeah. He he gave the reason of uh, without Godzilla, we would pretty much all go to hell. Is pretty much kind of the reason he gave. I mean, I can't remember the specific words, but he was just like, Godzilla is the one that helps keep the balance of the world. Yeah, but I feel like if you just kill... So Godzilla's there to protect us against like these other monsters? If yes, you kill those monsters but if you here, kill them all, then there's no use for them. Yeah, there's no use for them, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much the only reasoning that he gave. But I, I thought the same thing. I was like, that would get... Of course, if we kill off all of Godzilla's, then we wouldn't have the movies. Well, but who knows? Uh, here's my thought is... Was it um, Astro World, where they came from outer space? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Japanese movie, and so even if we killed them all in the world, I think the my thought is 
they're still out there somewhere. That's and, that that is the, that was the oh, only yeah. thing I could think of because I think with uh, with that and like he had ended up having uh, well Ghidorah's uh, we see as we learn later mm-hmm. in the movie he's from outer space yes uh, and I think what's the other one uh, Barugan Barugan he's he's like this cyborg monster from outer yes. space mm-hmm. so if they end up doing that and we just kill off Godzilla here well now we're just wait, like yeah. subject to these outer space type ty- titans basically. we would be completely scared plus I've always wondered um, is there I mean, at some point, Godzilla came from being the enemy to the enemy who defends us mm-hmm. as a as a people. Yeah, from the other monsters. So it's almost like Godzilla thinks this planet is his territory. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm anxious to see how he does with Kong, because um, so if some point, if all the other monsters are dead, will he he then become? Our enemy again. Yeah. Um, in one of the old movies, he ate people. He scooped them and ate them. Who, Kong or Godzilla? Uh, Godzilla. Really? At some point, now that could have been a Japanese cartoon that I've mixed up in my head. Because <laughs> I would like to watch all of them again in sequence. Um, so I do wonder if all of those were gone, would he then become our enemy? And is he protecting a nest? Oh, where he's like his. Where are the other Godzillas? Yes, yeah. his mm-hmm. his eggs, his nest, his wife, his mate, well, and the, if he's pr- somehow protecting them. Mm-hmm. Well, they can make they make it sound like at least in the course of the movie that his wife is Mothra. Is That's point. exactly yeah, he's it. the queen of the monsters. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Which that was interesting. Mothra was just born, so that's kind of weird. I know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she's been around, and yeah. so is this a descendant? Or is or is this just like regenerated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I was wondering. Is like, because Mothra uh, again moving, moving, looking forward uh, in the movie, Mothra does like die uh, during during the final fight. Uh-huh. So it's like, where is there just another Mothra and it just inhabits the spirit of Mothra? Which we don't know how these titans, but they don't really explain how the titans work no. except that they are just there to kind of kick each other's butts. I mean, and it's probably because they probably don't even know how they work. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, granted, Except the bio rhythm stuff. Yeah, and uh, Godzilla really likes uh, nukes. That's for sure. He likes radiation. Yeah. That's for sure. He likes to be nuked. Yeah, he uh, likes to be tr- penetrated by the nukes. But the other monsters don't, and that's what's puzzling to me. Right. Uh, it's like the uh, in the first Godzilla movie, the Mutos. They did uh-huh. like the radiation. They actually used them to kind of lure them around uh-huh. because they followed the radi- the they were looking for the radiation mm-hmm. uh, pile. And so they were uh, very much in the same way. In fact, that's how uh, we first learn about them when they take out a nuclear. Uh, they took, ended up taking out a nuclear power plant. In yes. Japan yes. In the in the beginning of the first movie that kills. Uh, yes. Walter White's wife. Right. In that movie. And that actually made them grow. That like fed them. Right. Made mm-hmm. them bigger. So yeah. I don't understand. And um, yeah, I don't understand that. And I know we don't. It doesn't always. Yeah. Mean. I mean, sensical, but it is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always, and at one point in the movie, when Doctor Japanese scientist, the one who actually goes out to, um, to let go of the nuclear. Oh, Doctor Sarazawa. Yes. Yeah. He says, um, "Godzilla will protect us," and and at some point he says, "For now." Mm-hmm. And I thought, ah, maybe we're going back to the trend where Godzilla becomes. 
the enemy. Well, yeah. it's like, and he, I think he really, because he, I, I feel like throughout the throughout the movie, he's very clear-eyed about what Godzilla, Godzilla's reference is to us uh-huh. or to humanity. Yes, because uh, I think at in one, one point when they're speaking to that, I think it's a Senate panel. Uh, he's they're like, oh, what? So Godzilla will be our pet? It's like, no, he, we will yes, be his pet. We are, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, so I I, I think he has a clear understanding. Yeah. And one other thing about that is, did when yeah. when no one when they had to go out and was this was the missile caught or something and they had to he had to and go in the submarine. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So whenever it was stuck, the submarine or, pretty much scraped against a rock or like the the surface. Caught. Okay. And they couldn't move, and it damage the missile okay. bay. Yeah, the weapon firing mechanism, whatever it was, was uh, was malfunctioning. Okay. This is whenever they were trying to nuke Godzilla to give him power after fighting... Okay. Uh, what was it? What's his name? Uh, after fighting uh, Eudora. Eudora. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was, where are the other... Can't we just call on the other nukes? We have all this money and we have the Navy at our... Oh, yeah. I mean, if we can, can already we just, just call pull... Them? So yeah. I... Found it interesting that he felt like he had to give up his life, but so the uh, the reason he had to do that though is because this whole this whole Hollow Earth thing that the other one of the other uh, doctors was talking about, they were in this Atlantis looking area mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and so they were kind of in this hidey hole because uh, it's the way that Godzilla was able to kind of zap between oh. the Gulf of Mexico and Antarctica okay. so quickly, okay. and so he was actually right. just diving through these holes that okay. they got sucked into. And so gotcha. they couldn't do that. They were just like stuck underground, actually. Okay. Uh, during the during that portion. Okay, of the movie. gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. So like, if, I was like, I was like, if they say this is Atlantis, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> I think it was kind of like implied yeah. that it's supposed to be Atlantis, and that's where Godzilla lives now. Yeah, he lives on top of this big radiation pile, basically. <laughs> yeah. This pile of uranium down there. Uh, so in the movie, though, so they go to uh, they go to Antarctica. The eco terrorists go to Antarctica. And they kill everybody there because that's just what they do. They just go kill everybody. Yep. Uh, and then our heroes soon follow, and they're planting all these uh, detonators into the ice, and they blow it up, and they hit the biorhythm button, and they get Ghidorah kind of moving and jiving and having a fun time. And this is where we have our first monster fight. First monster fight, which I thought usually you get like maybe one if you're lucky, two of these. We had four of these. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it yeah, was, so awesome. was plenty of that yeah. going on. They went all out for this. Movie. That's all what I go yeah. for is to see those. So we see, we see Ghidorah. Ghidorah's just like killing people uh-huh. left and right. He's zapping. He's, he's shooting lightning uh, out of his uh, out of his multiple mouths. Which did you guys get the feeling that Ghidorah has like one stupid head? <laughs> yeah, you mean the one that cut, <laughs> caught off. Yeah, it's like there's like because they blew up the little the soldiers and then the, one of the heads just comes down. And he's like licking up like the soot or whatever's left over from the soldiers. <laughs> And the other guys are like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. The other heads are like, come on, get your shit together. Yeah. It's like, I know we've been frozen for like thousands of years. He's the Daryl. Yeah. Of the heads. Oh, that's funny. I never... Th- hey, look at this. I'm going to whip the girl. What's that over there? Yeah. She's also, I think he, I think that's the head that also gets like bitten off. At yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it gets grown back like, and all sense. the other heads it's are like, like looking and like, come on, it man. It all comes together. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the one that just gets keeps getting like, getting bonked on the head. Uh, so, uh, uh, but we uh, soon have Godzilla and Ghidorah's first fight. Of that was three fights, mm-hmm. which was at the Antarctica. Is that yeah? Correct? That was in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
Godzilla bursts through the ice and they just like start and start going, but Godzilla quickly gets his like his butt handed. Oh yeah, Godzilla did not do good that time at all. Uh, Isn't that when he retreated to? Well, let's just say Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. No, uh, well, no, 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 no. That wasn't. That was after the. That was after the second. Fight. The second fight. Yeah. Which well, he just kind of goes and they they lose him off the coast of Venezuela or something like that. I think. At okay. That point. Which that whole scene, the whole scene where like the the staff are trying to find Godzilla and the what's the dad's name? Mark. Mark. Yeah. He's just like, well, get all the patterns. Where does he cross over the most? I'm like, these people have been following Godzilla for God knows how long and they can't figure out where Godzilla's home. He's like, he's like, what? If, why don't you do this? And yeah, it's like, and then yeah, this guy just walks in. And is like, just look at his patterns. Where does he go the most? Well, so the thing, the thing that I kept thinking again, so on my you guys watch, get paid millions of dollars to yeah. do this. Well, on my second watch, it's like, it's all the stuff he's saying is rel- relevant to the wolves that he works with. Oh uh, yeah, so it's yeah. like he's on yeah. all the uh, pack mentality and hunting grounds and this and that. This is all like, so he's basically saying that the titans act just like wolves, basically. Uh, and so it, it was just kind of all fitting into that mold, his model of thinking, and just happened to be that way. But either way, it still bugged me because I'm like, if my sole job was to track Godzilla, I, I think I would easily figure out, oh, you know what? He ends up in this area quite often. This is probably his home. Mm-hmm. But then this random ass dude, and it's just like, oh, just do this. I was like, you guys need to get fired. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So uh, during the course, during this part of the movie, though, uh, did you? I don't know if you guys noticed this. Uh, so Mark gets down there with uh, with Emma and Madison. He's like, "Hey, like, come." He, he at this point, he still thinks that they're on his side. Mm-hmm. They're just like being held hostage. He's like, "Emma, Madison, yes. come here." And yeah. then Madison starts working to walking towards him. And then Madison, uh, uh, Emma, rather, uh, says something to the daughter, and like the camera goes fuzzy a little bit. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and then uh, Madison walks back and gets by her mom, and this kind of ties in a little bit towards the end when they figure out the missing component to the uh, alpha frequency is hu- the human biorhythms. And it's like, was she using like alpha frequency on her daughter to like convince her to do all this stuff? Oh my god! It's like, it's like I she was like using like her, was she doing some kind of Whoa. alpha frequency human alpha daughter? frequency to like control her daughter? And it's like, I was like, is this gonna come into play in the future? Wow! It's like somebody's gonna use mind control. I didn't people. even think about that. I didn't either. Didn't catch like, it. It's, I thought it's a good idea. With the what the camera is doing, you just notice it, it does something it never had done before. It's all of a sudden everything goes fuzzy for a second when she's talking to her. So I didn't I even like, realize that. I was like, this is gonna come into play later, and then I was like, oh yeah, the whole missing component is humanity. It's like humanity plus Godzilla is like alpha frequency. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, you know, I I was so struck by the stupidity of a really smart woman to create this machine that would would have the monsters kill each other, not realizing that the cost would be human life. And so here she is. She creates this. She's part of the process, and then she regrets it. I'm like. I just was so struck by her. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I didn't even pay much attention to that. But that is a really interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And as far as Mark, he didn't really have a. He was in a lot of the scenes, but I never felt that he was important. Oh, they would have the figured show. it out without him. I think, yeah. Yeah, um, except that he was the dad, and she needed some other place to go, and. Mm-hmm. 
there just needs to be some sort of human human component and right. drama. Well, it's, it's like, uh, and you you've you've probably seen more of these uh, Godzilla movies than uh, than I have, uh, or uh, you, you may remember a little bit more of the patterns throughout the movies. But the uh, like at the, at the base of these, they're never really fully about Godzilla. They're about yeah. the people. Yes, like it's usually a family yes. story or family saga. Uh, that's more more so the focal point mm-hmm. rather than that just occur happens to be occurring mm-hmm. while Godzilla is attacking whatever village yep. or city or town. Yep. Right. It's because uh, I've seen uh, what was it? Uh, there was like a, the one that I remember is like a, was it the Child of Godzilla one uh-huh. where it's like about the space. It's not only not only does the human do the humans have the family component, but now Godzilla has the family component because now yeah. it's like Godzilla's baby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that uh, that that movie. <laughs> That's a that was a, that was a fun one to watch because then you have like <laughs> it looks like a looks like a weird uh, Barney Barney the dinosaur costume. Yeah, <laughs> at moments you're like, is that a sock puppet? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. <laughs> so we get to see now. Uh, we get to go see Rodan in Mexico. Which uh, Ryan, question for you: Did see. Rodan look to you like Turkey from Things Killing? A little bit. Oh my God, that's awesome! Right. I didn't even didn't think he? about that. Which it's funny, uh, funny reference m- reference that maybe just played to you and me. Probably is uh, there's a line as soon as I had this realization, there was a line that said, uh, "Let's lure this turkey to Monster Zero. Oh, and I was no. like, they have to have seen Monster. They have to, they have to have seen <laughs> Things Killing <laughs> and realize Rodan looks like the turkey from Things Killing. They probably oh, no. watched Things Killing like, let's make a Godzilla movie. <laughs> 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 but I mean that scene though, whenever the I, I like to call him the Fire Demon, which is his other name. That was his other name. That's what that's Rodan cool scene of him like coming out of the volcano and there's lava flow and just, that. I really liked that scene in general. I thought they did a super good job with yeah. that. Spreads his wings like finally some air conditioning. Yeah, jeez, it's <laughs> hot in here. What the fuck? <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Thanks, killing. I didn't even think about that, but now like all I can see is Thanksgiving killing turkey head on that <laughs> body but the uh their plan immediately is to so they, they finally figure out that Ghidorah is in this tropical storm that's just kind of like randomly traveling around which tropical storms don't move the way that has been so i don't know why they didn't realize this sooner but then uh again somebody's getting fired right <laughs> <laughs> so they're like all right let's lure rodan to uh monster zero Ghidorah, and i'm like this is the part where like there's so much chatter going on. I'm like, what is their plan? Because like uh, they're like uh, they're. I'm like, what is their plan? They're just gonna take the Argo, this flying wing battleship, flying battleship thing, and uh, they launch these missiles at Rodan and they run away so it will chase them. And they get to the storm and then they're surprised that Monster Zero is in the middle of it. And I'm like, I thought you guys realized <laughs> what you were doing, and now you're like. Now you're surprised that the other monster is right there, and you're like, dive, dive, dive. I'm like, what was your plan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this movie where I, I, I had that feeling of just like, either the plan was just god awful because you're fighting a fucking monster, and you guys are acting like it's, I don't know, a person. Well, and because the, the only thing I could think of is maybe they wanted to lure him away so Ghidorah didn't tear up the town, but they have Rodan fly right over the town, so it, the town gets destroyed anyways. So I'm like, what was the benefit to what you did? There was no benefit. Everything just got messed up anyways. Yeah. As soon as he starts flying, everything gets destroyed. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. 
Mexico's gone because of you guys. Yeah. Now, one thing I noticed in this movie is there wasn't near as much humor. I know. Yeah, I didn't know. There's so, some really so we get to funny, like this, yeah. funny spots in guys. Yeah. I mean, even there's, the older ones. And there was one or two. Yeah, there's a few parts where I was like, was oh, chuckle. that's silly. Well, the like, guy, <laughs> the guy in the sub who had the white hair. Yeah, the the guy. He's like a because he's a comedy actor. He's the guy yes. who's like in West Wing, and he's like in like some TV shows oh, now. That's where he yeah. was from. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what his name is. Uh, he was Joe in the show, I think. And he he Bradley had a f- Whitford. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. had a few funny so he, comments. So he was kind of yeah. like the comic relief, but yeah. he was like so buried in the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you see him so for many. such a short time too. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I did think that too. I was like it. I hope they bring back the comedy aspect yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. And not this kind of a ridiculous serious. situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that, that's the fun of the other movies is just like the stupid funny things that were said that's supposed to be funny. And, yeah. And instead they're just trying to make it so freaking serious. Uh, but we so we get our second uh, big fight uh, second or we get our second and our third big fight we first get our big fight with G- Ghidorah versus Rodan okay which that's a short fight yeah because I believe uh, Ghidorah ends up grabbing uh, grab like the both mm-hmm. heads grab uh, the wings <laughs> and then the center head just shoots lightning like, yeah. right at the chest yeah. yeah so he's like done he's like done. almost immediately yeah and then our third fight Godzilla just pops out of the water and starts fighting Ghidorah again and uh I think that's not really really a conclusive fight between them because military does what it do, does what it does in these movies does something dumb and they end up using the oxygen destroyer bomb uh, to uh-huh. the uh, to uh, yeah. kill they want to kill both Godzilla and Ghidorah but uh oh Ghidorah doesn't need oxygen so it doesn't really hurt him all that much but it kills quote unquote kills Which, Godzilla I feel like they should have already known that that wasn't going to do shit to to him like. Mm-hmm. Because somehow they have him trapped and all that. So they obviously have interacted with him before. At least that's my assumption by this movie because Mm -hmm. of how they have him trapped and everything. So I was like, you should know this isn't going to do anything. If anything, it's just going to hurt Godzilla. Yeah. Well, at that point, though, I don't think they really cared. I thought it was a really interesting throwback because the oxygen destroyer bomb is actually a throwback to one of the some of the original Godzilla movies, where oh. uh, and which kind of also points to uh, some of the other references that are in the course of the movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, the oxygen destroyer bomb, I think it was in either the second or third Godzilla movie, and it was invented by one Doctor Sarazawa uh-huh. in the I think it was Godzilla the first Godzilla Versus. King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, back in the 1950s, I believe. Yeah, but it wasn't King of the Monsters. It was. Or was the King, King of Monsters? King of Monsters. It was exclamation uh, point. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so it was. A, it was a uh, different first name, but it was still like Doctor Sarazawa that invented it, and he ends up uh-huh. like wearing this weird spacesuit thing to walk the bomb out, or I believe he sacrifices himself in that uh, movie as well. I can't remember, to, but yeah, yeah, to because uh, he they use the oxygen destroyer bomb to kill Godzilla. So if we know the history of these movies, we know the Oxygen Destroyer Bomb is definitely going to kill Godzilla. Yeah. That's... So there's all these uh, references back to the original Toho movies. Mm-hmm. That's really uh, really interesting. Uh, mm. But after this, Ghidorah basically starts asserting himself as the Alpha to all the other Titans. And he starts waking them up from their slumber, wherever they happen to be. So all these monarch sites, they think that the terrorists who up to now have been kind of waking all these monsters up, uh, they now start breaking out from wherever they are and uh, basically just destroying everything 
And this is where we realize, or the terrorists realize that, oh, our plan's not working because it, they're not going to restore the earth, restore the earth back to its original state. It's right. just destroying it so they can make it into whatever Ghidorah wants it to be. Right. Yeah. Um, when we moved into to the Philippines in 1962 or three, we were we went to Tokyo, and so the first thing that because my brother watched Godzilla, the first thing I thought of was. These are the lines that Godzilla runs into every time he comes on to Japan's shore. Mm-hmm. And they were, oh, here it is. And they were huge and tall. And because I've always seen these posters. Oh, yeah. Type, not exactly this one, but this type of poster. And yet these lines, as a little girl, were huge. And um, so. We got to see a set of the toy plastic Godzilla uh, with some fake lines that looked like that in Tokyo. Cool. Um, when he when they found out that we were Godzilla fans, and it was pretty sweet. I do wish that with even this movie and the past ones that they would keep that size of Godzilla. Because throughout the years, Godzilla slowly somehow has gotten bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I'm just like, I like the Godzilla that would like, you could see him running into the power lines kind of thing. Like Some buildings he'd be like same height as and he'd like just punch it and that shit would fall. Yeah. Versus now, no matter how big the building is, it's like an ant to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now this was an old King Kong versus Godzilla. Do you remember that? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, that's back. That's back when Godzilla, Godzilla and King Kong were around the same size. Yes. Yeah. Godzilla's gotten much bigger. Though. Yes, he has. He really has. It must be all the uh, radiation. Yeah, it's all the nuclear <laughs> weapons he's been eating. <laughs> that's right. And you know, one thing we used to—we were kids, and we would think, "Where does Godzilla pee?" Because that's going to be a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> He goes to Atlantis for that. Yeah. <laughs> he does it in the pool. He doesn't do his business just anywhere. <laughs> uh, man, that would be a nuclear waste spill. <laughs> it would. <laughs> be All right. Very, very warm. All right. So, just to close out the movies. Wow. So, oh, did we? Uh, yeah, we didn't get your reaction yeah. to the. Yeah. To the so, here. again, this is the uh, Mosaic IPA double dry hop from Community, one of their small batch series. That's. Yeah, what do you think? Mm. Not a fan? Not a fan. So what they have on here on the can, I couldn't find the references on their website for some reason. I don't know why it's not there. Uh, so double the hops and double delicious tropical flavors, which I can agree because I really enjoy this one. Uh, the special edition of the Mosaic IPA is double dry hopped with hand-selected Yakima Valley hops, making for a mind-blowing lupulin experience. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, welcome to the small batch series. Uh, so, like, I love it whenever they do a small batch release of the Mosaic IPA because I really, uh, I yeah. really enjoy the small uh, the community mosaic. Mm-hmm. So, whenever they do something special, whether it's the uh, the super mosaic or the, the dry hop or something like that, yeah. uh, it's always it's, so it always tends to be good. If you've had community, this is pretty much a good mix between the regular uh, mosaic IPA from them and then the super mosaic. IPA. Yeah. It's a lot of hops. It's very hoppy. Now, mm. I will tell you, the more you drink it, the better it is. Yeah. 
So especially for like your first beer that's like this, it's a lot. It's a lot of flavor. Yeah. It's kind of piney. Yep. Yeah. You can definitely taste the pine cones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'd pass on it next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad we don't have any more uh, any more super mosaic. Oh my god. That's like that times two. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's, two or times two or three maybe. Wow. Yeah. I mean. It's even for us. I'm like, I feel like me and Anthony can pretty much drink beer, like almost chug it like it's water. That I got that thing. Yeah. We oh man, we had to sip it, so it hard. It makes my on hair that. stand on end a little bit. Oof, that was <laughs> it was it was hard to drink, but it was so good. It was so good. Okay, so Mothra, Mothra, Mothra is now Mothra. It's no longer a larva. Yeah. So are we talking about the final fight now? Or are we gonna uh, not do there, you want not, know some details? Almost there yet. Okay. Uh, so Mothra comes alive, and then uh, we see Mothra. Uh, Come upon Castle Bravo like the arrival, the second coming of uh -huh. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> like the sun is shining, mm -hmm. the clouds part. They do. And Mark looks up because he's gonna go to he's gonna go somewhere. We don't know where he's gonna go. And he looks up and he sees Nope, not God. It's Mothra. It's Mothra. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, were there sound effects with Mouse? It changed. It changed. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was about to hear. <laughs> yes. I thought we were gonna see people like crying and like it's time, it's time to go home. <laughs> well, that's what I like. I, that, I know that's the imagery they were purposely going with. Yeah, but it was like wow, heavy-handed much on that. Yeah. yeah, they went. That's where they spent all their money. Was that that scene with Mothra coming in? Yeah, but, but this, it, it was yeah. pretty badass too. Like, right. <laughs> well, but this leads to them being able to find out that uh, Godzilla is alive because Mothra is kind of like pinging uh -huh. Godzilla, mm -hmm. and Godzilla is pinging back. So like, yeah. oh, his bioacoustics are uh, going on, and they like they say something like, oh, we can't figure out where Godzilla is, but maybe Mothra can. But I don't see Mothra again, so I don't know how they use Mothra to find Godzilla. Yeah, that I feel like they they said stuff like that, and Mothra like all that happens, and then all of a sudden. You're like, okay, so are we done with Mothra for this movie? Yeah, because like, like <laughs> it just drops. The, the next thing we know is like basically the submarine's kind of cruising around, then all of a sudden the, the submarine gets flushed down this hole in the ocean. Yeah, it was uh, weird. Yeah, but then bum 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 Atlantis, so like we talked about, and then they go and they uh, they go and uh, Doctor Sarazawa walks a nuclear weapon uh -huh. into uh, Godzilla's uh, like his dorm room. Home, yeah. He's, his, uh, his dome room. His, his where he, where he kind of chills. His his, his, his bachelor chill pad. pad. Yeah, his uh, <laughs> his uh, Godzilla shed. I don't know what do you, what do you call it. The God shed. Yeah, where basically he's basically sitting on this uh, pile of nuclear material and just kind of regenerating. They're like, it could take him years to get back after that fight after we killed him. Yeah. He's like, oops, sorry Godzilla. Here's a nuclear weapon. We're gonna blow you up so you can feel yeah. better. Sorry, uh, sorry, we tried to kill you. Yeah. So uh, he they they do that. Doctor Sarazawa he dies unfortunately. Which uh, the uh, the Ken Watanabe I'm pretty sure he was like all right I'm done with these movies. Yeah. So kill me off please. Yeah but, please I, I don't want to do another one. <laughs> uh, they uh, they blow him up and then they uh, they get flushed back out the the Atlantis hole and they Godzilla pops the, out he's like hey I'm alive I'm cool. And they, he looks down at them, and then he walks away. Yeah. Cool. Okay, but I grew up with Mothra having this horrible screech. 
That's true. We didn't hear the Mothra screech. The Mothra screech did not occur. I was disappointed. Which Mothra I... was never shown as like a threat. Mothra no. was always shown as like this good guy. Yeah, but Mothra always had this like the two legs rubbing mm-hmm. like a like a cricket. Kind of. Yeah, like a grasshopper screechy kind of thing. thing. Yeah. 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 So I was a little disappointed in that, but you know. I did. I because I remember the screech too. So I was like, whenever you know it showed like the. God Mothra and everything parted. I was like, oh, he's gonna, or she, I would say he, uh, is gonna do the screech. But then, yeah, it didn't happen. I was a little disappointed too because that's what I grew up seeing as Mothra screeches and everybody's just like, yeah. God, what, uh, the, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, cutting to the chase here, we get a, we see a, so the, the thing that I found really interesting, I, I feel like this movie's influenced a lot by uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh, in that they what? see that what and I'm, making, I'm gonna make my point here on that. <laughs> I hope you do so uh, in with how, how a lot of things are revealed and how they kind of influence a lot of stuff but one of the things I found was really interesting is like the difference between uh, the Superman movie the, the first like new Superman movie and right. then going from there to Batman vs Superman everybody kind of freaked out over how when Superman fought they like there was like so much collateral damage and people must have died yeah, in yeah, Metropolis yeah. because of this fight and like they ended up tearing down all these buildings. So like in the next movie in Batman vs Superman, they made a point of saying, "Hey, they had this fight and everybody had like evacuated the area." Yeah, they did the same thing where <laughs> yeah. Boston apparently was the only city that got evacuated, or we got noticed <laughs> that they evacuated the city. And so as soon as we see, we see Boston's been evacuated, I'm like, oh, cool. Boston's where the next fight's going to be because they're going to make a point that, hey, nobody died during the fight because all the buildings are empty. But, you know, they did that in the Avengers, too. That, when they, they were all, well, wait, not that they were evacuated, but they were all called in mm-hmm. to this committee and said, you guys have made, you know, we're spending millions of dollars on recreating, I mean, uh, build, rebuilding and... Because y'all are making a mess of it. Yeah, I don't know right. If you, I don't. I like they did that for Civil War. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. I guess for some it's reason we have to make sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting because like most of the, a lot of these movies in the past where it's like, hey, people living in the city, monster shows up, sucks. You yeah. live in the city. Yeah. You live in Tokyo where Godzilla's tearing everything down. You're about down. to fucking die. Like, but now Godzilla's it's everybody's fine. Everybody's, yeah. fine. everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody's fine. It's okay. It's fine. So. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown finally uh, she reappears in the movie uh, in a significant way she takes the orca mm-hmm. she turns it on to basically uh, all, at this point all the monsters are attacking and like like we, like we said before Ghidorah is kind of like trying to remake the world and just kill all the humans uh, she turns on the machine in Fenway Park which I guess that's the only thing that people they think people yeah. know about Boston is that that's where the Boston Red Sox play yeah <laughs> so she turns it on there and then it starts uh, all the monsters stop uh, stop destroying everything and then kind of go docile. Uh, Ghidorah's like, I'm not having that. And Godzilla's like, I know where Ghidorah's going. <laughs> and so it sets up the clash between, uh, for our uh, fourth fight, Godzilla versus Ghidorah. And this the is addition of Mothra and Rodan. This is yeah. like the penultimate, or this is the yes. ultimate fight. Yeah. This was amazing. I, I loved this fight. Uh-huh. It was, it was good. so good. Yeah. So good. Especially the way, like, they included not just Godzilla, but they included Mothra and actually doing something instead right. of just, you know, which, telling Godzilla to get his ass up, you know? Yeah, which is the thing that I found surprising in the fight. So they ended up uh, Rodan and ended up being Rodan versus Mothra and Godzilla versus Ghidorah. 
and it seemed like not much of a matchup between God's, uh, uh, between Mothra and Rodan until I, I I don't know if this was in the previous movies, but Mothra has a stinger. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't. Did yes, you? You knew that? Absolutely. Okay. No, I thought that too. I was like, holy shit! I was like, since when? But when she had a fight, not with Rodan, but with uh, oh, I, oh, that's I surprising. But anyhow, she used the stinger. Okay. Um, yeah, I was very surprised by that. Um, especially since we saw Mothra a couple of times in this movie and never saw or even a hint of anything like a stinger. So it, it definitely threw me off too, but it definitely made you think, okay, you know what? Mothra is actually more than just a pretty face, you know? Because I feel like that's how they try to really put Mothra as is... Just the, the pretty one that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't really do much. Which it doesn't work for me all that much because, because I don't like Moths. Moths look creepy to me. Oh, yeah. No, Moths. I mean, but compared to the rest of the monsters, she's probably supposed to be the pretty one. I mean, she's the queen of the monsters, mm-hmm. Anthony. Come on. She's beautiful just the way she is. Uh, did you notice they kept talking about a Category 6 hurricane? Yes. Yeah. Where was it? it well, it, it was over DC, but there's no such thing as a Category 6 hurricane. No, I know. Yeah. It's like, it goes Cat 5, and it's like everything above that is still Cat 5. Yeah, it like, <laughs> didn't make it's any like, sense. It's like, when they, it's like when they talk about, like, in these uh, these movies they did for 2012, it's like, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a 13 on the Richter scale. It's like, Richter scale only goes to 10, buddy. <laughs> it's like, anything above the 10 is still a 10. Yeah. Okay, so, anyways, yes, Mothra... Apparently, it does have a stinger that she uses in some past movie. Yeah. So Rodan just like gets stabbed, but like and like is done with the fight, but not dead. Apparently, we find later. Yeah, which doesn't make sense considering where the stinger went. But whatever. Yeah, it's like uh, Rodan's like, all right, I'm just done. I don't want to do this no, anymore. No, I'm tired. It's like, I'm too mind. tired for this shit. Uh, but they have the fight, uh, and uh, all throughout the fight, like. Godzilla is so amped that he's like about to explode at any second. Yeah, so again, like because of the freaking radiation, he's just like on steroids. Yeah. Like he's about to fucking explode. Like literally explode. Maybe you is think what it, they tell us. You maybe maybe you think you remember those old like uh that one of those old viral videos of power thirst? It's like power thirst, you can be so energetic, so <laughs> yeah, much energy, right. you'll be a nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's like it's like that's Godzilla. Godzilla. Power thirst. In yeah, there. that is he's Godzilla. Because like, you can see it in his like even in the cracks in his skin, it's like starting to glow. Yeah. Through the cracks, and then uh, Mothra. After Mothra gets killed by uh, Ghidorah. Oh yeah, he gets juiced up. He gets even juiced more up from even that. more because he takes like all of Mothra's light force, and he's like now he's like glowing red. Like, Rah! oh my god, it was so intense. Like, so you saw that Mothra obviously was sacrificing herself. Yeah. She goes towards him, even though she's just like, I know I'm not going to win this. Mm-hmm. He, they zaps her with his electricity mouth. Mm-hmm. She dies, and yeah, you see the life force going to Godzilla, and oh my god. Like, this guy is probably so high, he needs to go into rehab. Oh, yeah. Like, but, but the, uh, the... So, but he still needs some time to recover, so they have to go distract, the, the, all the people have to go oh, yeah, distract him. Oh, yeah, they distract bit. him. Uh, and Vera Formiga ends up sacrificing herself, which we never get we never get 100% confirmation that she dies. Because it looks like she, uh, she gets knocked out of the Humvee. It's so a she may little come back. frustrating to me, because I'm like, oh, that means she's still alive. And the next movie, she's going to pop out of nowhere. Yeah. And, 
Come on, just can't can't everybody just die in the next movie? We start <laughs> it's like fresh. Like new characters, yeah. kind of like this one, right? <laughs> just uh, start fresh. No, I'm so so. I mean, if they if they're gonna just bring back characters, then I'm waiting for Sam Jackson to come back in like Godzilla versus Kong because he was in Skull Island. <laughs> yes, which I'd be. It's like that's what this movie needs. It needs freaking Samuel Jackson to come back into this movie. So this is a ja- uh, Japanese movie called. Um, Godzilla Tokyo SOS uh-huh. and Mothra's in this and she's their stinger okay but it's all in Japanese so I don't know what it really was about we just okay. went if I can watch. find English subtitles I might watch that one it has yeah. the two girl twins who talk the same time we watched yes, that yes I've seen that yes. one okay yeah. they're in that one they actually oh. so they actually do that. that's one of the ones they did in uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000 Oh, yeah, I gotta watch that one because they actually they actually sing to. the Mothra like on this beach. They're like doing this ritual around Mothra. Yeah, I remember that. one. I do remember that. Yeah. I, I don't remember the we didn't. I don't think we've seen the Mystery Science Theater, which we should watch. But it was, it was pretty funny. Okay, I gotta uh, watch that one. And it was all in Japanese, so yeah. you know we never knew, and yeah. there weren't subtitles. We they did. Just, they oh, did. No. They did a dub over version of it. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, oh, rewinding a little bit uh, did you guys notice when Eleven was like fleeing Fenway and she gets hit by this concrete slab and she just keeps going yeah I was yes. like oh, I was like if I'm she's I'm using her powers by that concrete slab I'm like done <laughs> she's using her powers <laughs> from Stranger Things yeah sorry I just I just saw that note and I was like okay what about that <laughs> but uh, so. and then also apparently this uh bathtub that she hides in can hold That's up against strong oh yeah it, there's a fucking like boulder on top of it and somehow it didn't break i was like come on okay and my Sorry. my favorite moment of the last fight between uh, before he gets amped up is when Ghidorah picks him up and carries it kind of looks like something out of the pacific rim picks him up and like flies him up like flies him up, up and yes. drops him and as soon as Godzilla starts falling he like starts burning up like he's re-entering the atmosphere <laughs> I do from outer love space. That. Yeah. I do that love was that. Like, funny. I was like he started falling and he was like, uh-huh. like he said, I know I know I know he's big and I know it's maybe <laughs> potential like but he doesn't he didn't he looked like he was no more than like 10,000 feet in the air for a long as long as they flew. Yeah. But he just like started like looking like he was falling at like a terminal velocity instantaneously cuz I know he's big but man and he just like burned up on re-entry and I was like it just like slammed to the ground I was like that was pretty crazy it was an impressive shot but I was like oh yeah he wasn't that high up they didn't yeah. like take him up to like orbit and drop them yeah. you know yeah <laughs> but alright so at the end of, we get to the end Godzilla basically gets amped up and he just like totally tears Ghidorah down and uh, the last thing we see uh, the one of the last things we see at Ghidorah is basically after these explosions occur, he's basically trying, he's eating the, like the last remaining head and he ends up shooting his atomic blast through the head. That was a cool scene. Which was a cool scene. That was cool. But that was, that's not the last we see of Ghidorah because there's a end scene like way at the end after the credits where they're I sawing the see head. It. I didn't yeah. see it. Where the eco-terrorists are still around and uh, uh, Joan, Jonah, Jonas, uh-huh. whatever his name is, is buying it from these guys back in Isla del Mara, uh, where Rodan is from. So they, uh, so they're the head with that. The one of the heads from Ghidorah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch. Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't stay. I, I didn't, didn't watch it that either. long. So it's at. It's, it's, at, it's after all the credits. Yeah. You know the server. You know I was said. Is there something to watch at the end? Nah, it's over. I went okay. So no. I took off and then found out. Crap. Okay. Because there's like two end cut scenes. 
Oh, I didn't see the other end cut scene because I see there, there. There's a lot of hints towards Kong versus Kong versus Godzilla in the in the credits before it goes to the just the oh, credits. Oh, that, that's that's what I saw. But then okay. at the end, uh, at the end of the credits, like after everything has occurred, uh, all the all the names have rolled, then they show uh, the eco terrorists right. that come up and like they they're getting sold the last remaining. Oh, Watch them be like the stupid head. <laughs> yeah, Where? it's gonna be the stupid head. Which it could be. Which honestly, since it's done in Isla de Mara, it's probably the stupid head that got bit off. Oh, uh, that would be hilarious. That area. They make a stupid monster. Myself, yeah. Because I was thinking to myself, where would they have gotten that down there? But it's probably the head that got bit off during the fight when they were in the Gulf of Mexico. That'd be. So they're in on the the island of Martis where they Mara, where they buy that. Yeah. Um. Interesting. I I'll need to watch the credits again. Yeah, but that's the movie. That's uh, we kind of walked through the entire movie. Uh, that man, that was a movie. It was okay. So. Let's start with you, Anthony. What was your favorite thing about the movie? So my favorite thing about the movie was that they didn't make us wait for like the wait for to see the fight. Yeah. They didn't just kind of ta- drag us along. I know, I understand in a Godzilla movie you have to have the human component to it. You just can't throw CG monsters at each other because we're not going to care. There's got to be some. There's got to be some stakes on the line. Something that we can relate to as a viewer. Right. Uh, but they didn't say all right we're just gonna show scene of godzilla swimming and scene of godzilla swimming and scene of godzilla swimming we're gonna see godzilla fight another monster yeah so we saw that not once not twice not three times four times we saw four different monster fights it was awesome yeah. it was very awesome um honestly i kind of had the same answer i was just like I love that it wasn't just one or two big fight scenes. Mm-hmm. It was four really good fight scenes. Yeah. Because, yeah, most Godzilla movies, it's a lot of dialogue, a lot of miscellaneous stuff, and then you see the fight scene that you've been yeah, waiting for. Yeah, you get for. the last, like, 20 minutes where it's, like, the Godzilla's... Yeah, like, but they really about, made yeah. sure to fulfill that need of destruction. <laughs> yeah. So, probably that would be the, the thing that I enjoyed the most. So, mother. Yes. Yeah. What did you like about the movie? What was one, two? I mean, you can go as long as you want to talk about you, the favorite things about this movie. I loved um, that E was in the movie Eleven. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just thought that was brilliant to cast her, and I didn't go in reading anything about the movie, just to go in and see it cold. Yeah. Um, I loved the fighting scenes were right up front, because I too wait, and I love Godzilla's roar. His light yeah. and his sound. He does plenty of that roaring. I, I just love it. And so mm. there was plenty of fight scenes. I like the stupidity of humanity in it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. the mom who went nuts and then regretted it. And then some of the decisions that the military, I just, because um, they just all make Godzilla look really good. Yeah. Makes it makes it more realistic, uh, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it really does. We'd be a mess. Right. I love that you walk away with more questions than answers, and yeah. that's just a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Exactly. So I and the next one we'll still have more yes. questions and no yeah. answers. And I really enjoyed the movie. I loved all the fight scenes. That was probably the most fight scenes I've seen in a movie 
in a long time in yeah. Godzilla, an American oh, one. Yeah, definitely. I will say the other thing I did like about the movie was the amount of references they make to the original source material. Yes. Uh, Dr. Sarazawa, the yes. oxygen oxygen destroyer yes. device. It's like a lot of back back to like the classic. Yes. Like the older movies and kind of like uh, drawing on a lot of the material there. So they did a lot of good work with that as well. I mean, how many movies has he been in? Uh, uh, Godzilla from a long time ago. Oh, he was because he was in the yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He was in He's a black a and white. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same actor. Uh, no, but I don't his, think it was the same actor. But, I remember yeah. him being the, on a phone, character. an old phone, um, wall phone, with I think Raymond Burr, mm-hmm. and there was very little scenes of Godzilla. And when they were there, it was chomping movements instead of walking. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was talking to this doctor about the destiny of the planet and right. that was him yeah and so i love that it's they've used him um i love that they used the girl from um she was the african-american in the sub uh oh are you talking about the uh, the colonel yes yeah yeah, yeah. i love that she was in there mm-hmm. and that she was pretty smart for of all of them so anyhow i liked a lot about the movie yeah aisha hines yeah uh-huh. yeah she was really good all right, Anthony. What did you dislike? All right, so what I didn't like. Uh, so, uh, other uh, prior to watching these movies, uh, my just growing up, the movies that I preferred when it came to this kind of kaiju, quote unquote, type movie, I really was a big fan of Cloverfield. Which Cloverfield, if you've seen it, it takes itself. It does take itself somewhat seriously. Yeah. But it has an interesting perspective on it. Mm-hmm. It's nobody in any position of authority or power mm-hmm. or hasn't. It's people who have no capability to do anything about the monster. Uh They're just trying to get away from it, which I thought was an interesting Uh perspective. Uh, That movie takes itself seriously, but it also does it in a way that I can see why it would be taking itself seriously. Uh, This movie, it's a bunch of all these people in power. They have the capability to do something about the monster. Uh, because of that, you have to have somewhat of some levity in it. I feel like the stakes, while the stakes are high, they have the capability to do something about it, so you can afford some humor in the movie. Mm-hmm. There was no humor in the movie. That's it. I mean, there was some, yeah. but it was like all uh, Bradley Woodford's sarcastic, yeah. sarcastic remarks. It was, yeah. it was totally on his back. Yeah. The movie was way too serious. Yeah. If they wanted this to be a serious movie, it needed to be kind of in the same way that Cloverfield was, in my opinion. Yeah. Where it was people who had less, ca- it, it, the straight seemed to be way more dire. Right. And they had no capability. Like we can't do anything about any of this. It's just it's it's kind of like Indiana Jones where it's going to occur the same way whether we can whether we do anything or not. Right, that's good. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I think what, since they had the capability to do stuff and they could affect the course of actions in the movie or at least where it's shown that they can, I think they need a little more levity in it. it it's it's a it's a definitely a hallmark in a lot of these other uh, in a lot of these other uh, Toho even in the Toho movies. There's there's some kind of more comedic elements to mm-hmm. it uh we needed a character that was like more front center mm-hmm. and kind of not just making witty remarks but something yeah some more comedic element to it i think it would have made it a better movie mm-hmm. giving it a little bit of extra zest yeah yeah so what i'm disliking what are you what are you disliking Ryan? disliking sorry that's a weird way to say that what i didn't like about this movie was the very boring dialogue that had nothing to do with this movie. I agree. There I was agree. a lot of that. It, it just ended up kind of covering up all the uh, yeah 
the plot and how like, it hit what they were actually doing and the sense of it. Because, I mean, even on in the classic Godzillas, at least the dialogue would be about Godzilla mm-hmm. or a way to get rid of Godzilla or we need to do this because Godzilla, you know. And this, I felt like there's a lot of pointless stuff where it, it never came back up. A lot of it. Or a lot of stuff that just didn't go anywhere. I mean, it might later on in the franchise, but I'm just like, do it all together. Bring up this shit whenever we're actually going to be dealing with it. So, I feel like I got bored in areas of them just doing the dialogue, because I'm like, I don't think this has anything to do with what we're doing right now. So, can I tell you something? Please. So, the first time I watched this movie, I fell asleep in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how bored I got wow. from the dialogue so I totally agree with that yeah, yeah. That, that was a little disappointing to me but yeah <laughs> really I mean that's pretty much it for me of what I disliked about it yeah so mother Kathleen what about you what, what did you dislike about this um, here's what I disliked I disliked that they went and got the dad because he was so vital and then he had really nothing to do with it except be the dad to yeah. this girl who was lost. Uh, dad and rele- uh, relevant somehow wolf expert. He, he had <laughs> he gave no incredible insider input. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and they went out... and got him. And so I thought, okay, that was a waste of money right. and time. Yeah. And the other thing I hated about it was, at some point, from movie to movie, I j- I wish kind of that there had been a new. Um, ammunition or or um, weapon mm-hmm. that they had secret weapon to come up with mm-hmm. that was super atomic nuclear or something that something was something actually do something to a yeah, monster yeah and um, um, I just was kind of hoping for some sort of new idea right. of, of and yeah. how of that. Um, well, I have a new idea. It just was really bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> it it is shit. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't like that the mom created this thing and then without like thinking through it and then regretted it. And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it. Um, it's like, you mean I shouldn't have portrayed- <laughs> helped the terrorists? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> So, but otherwise, I can just kind of turn off the dialogue because Godzilla has never been known for good dialogue and, um, you know, enjoy yeah. the scenery. Because um, you, you, you should be able to watch a Godzilla movie with the sound down anyhow. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. It's very so, true. And like y'all said, the dialogue just seemed to fill silent spots which is really unnecessary it seriously was you can tell when people are scared you can tell they don't have to say oh and at one point the girl goes I'm scared and what does the mom say don't be scared only uh, only something people and I thought let her be scared it's yeah. Godzilla yeah <laughs> it's a freaking monster yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you so, talking about you know those were just kind of yeah anyhow out of the Godzilla movies, would you recommend this one? I I always recommend Godzilla. But it's like, would you, between, would, you reckon, would you recommend this movie over any Over of another one. No. 
So which movie would you recommend should be your first Godzilla? I absolutely loved the 2014 Godzilla movie. Which one was that? With That was the one that came before this one. 24. I said 2016, I meant 2014. Oh, oh, oh okay. I really loved it. It's a pretty good I one. loved the way they brought Godzilla in on the plank coming in. And... It was funny, too. It was funny. Um... I loved that the military was excavating the site, and when you pull out, it's a paw print. I just loved the show overall. Yeah. I think if you're going to watch a Godzilla, if no one has ever seen it, that's the first one I would recommend. So what was your? Uh, so now, I'm just really curious now. What about the night? What was your opinion on the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick? Um, I liked it. Yeah. So that one was, uh, so <laughs> that was just it? That's it. <laughs> so I don't know if, I don't know if this is something you're aware of, but the 1998 Godzilla is actually part of, now part of the Toho uh, Godzilla-verse. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, where he actually, because the, the, you know the Godzilla in that movie was smaller and right. was actually uh, different from any of the other portrayals of Godzilla. It kind of looked like a dinosaur. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was, uh, I think Godzilla, like the actual Godzilla ends up fighting that Godzilla and beats it in like two seconds. <laughs> I think it was like as a joke to like say the American Godzilla is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going to watch, if you're going to watch a Godzilla movie, you should go with the classic. You should go with the 1954 edition. Oh, oh wow. But if you're going to watch, if you just want to watch a movie, watch a movie where a monster destroys a city, watch Cloverfield in my opinion. Cloverfield. It's true. Yeah. Because Cloverfield is a classic. I agree. Yeah. It... It's got it's got comedy, it's got feeling, you care about the characters, mm-hmm. and it's got a horror element too. Yeah. Because there's that one part where that lady's like body just explodes because yeah. she gets bitten by one of those monsters. Yeah. It it's is... like it's a good one. I would say Cloverfield. But if you want if you want Godzilla, go with the classic, go with the nineteen fifty four Godzilla. I agree. I, well but... I do and I don't. Can and I'm considering like people now. Like, I feel like to get them hooked into Godzilla, I would do the, uh, the one that we were just saying. 2014 Godzilla? 2014. Yeah. I feel like that, that would be a good one to get people into Godzilla. If somebody, if it's, if, if it's somebody's first Godzilla movie, yeah, go with 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, yeah this you, one. Somebody's first. The one with the eye. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the 98 Godzilla uh-huh. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I would do almost either one of those. Yeah. But the 2014, it's like... The animation's still there for our time. Mm-hmm. It's not that off. It's funny, the good story. Like I feel like it has kind of the, the key elements that you need for a Godzilla, and then you can explore. You know, I feel like that's a good hooker kind of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Rather than watching a uh, 65, 66-year-old yeah, movie. Yeah, you'll just be bored out of your mind. But if you get hooked into it, then you're like, I can enjoy those too, yeah. because well, that's where you came from. If you don't love it, those ones just seem so hokey. And that's what I love about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what makes it great. Um, I think the last one before this one was the most serious of all of them. But it did have some really punny thoughts and good, decent dialogue. Um, more realistic. Where did they end up? What field did they end up in 2014? What do you mean, what field? Uh, remember when they... When it was uh, the fight was over, and all the people who were left alive were in this field or arena, oh. in was that in San Francisco? 
Uh, oh, the medical hospital. Uh, I don't remember where it was. I think yeah. it may have been the Rose Bowl or something like that. No, okay. not the Rose Bowl. That's It'd be easier if I just watched. <laughs> uh, like in Candle, it was like in Candlestick Park or something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, so, I always think of Dad. He doesn't watch these shows. But if I were going to sit down and watch one with him, it would be the Matthew Broderick or that one. Yeah, that's Cause, true. Because there's dialogue, there's stuff to keep you interested if you're not already. Yeah, a, a the, the comedic. Like it's uh, the, the 98 one is definitely way more comedic. Yeah, uh, has, like has more has more of the levity into it. But the uh, that's a good way to get people hooked into it because it's silly, it's funny, it's, yeah, it's lighthearted. Honestly, for yeah. a destruction movie, but it's really late on the mythology as in as, as, yes. as it's uh, definitely incorrect on the Godzilla mythology quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So the next part is we talk about Cheers or Party Foul. So Cheers is you thumbs up, you love the movie. Cheer, uh, party Foul is you never watch it again. So Cheers or Party Foul, mother. Cheers. Yeah. Anthony? Oh, you go ahead. Uh, for me, it's obviously a Cheers. I, I don't think I'd almost do any kind of Party Foul for a Godzilla movie. So for me, would Uh-oh. I watch this movie again? I probably will not watch this movie again. Really? I, I will probably skip this because, again, uh, it's too serious. I got a little bored during the course of it. Uh, am I looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong? Yes, I am looking forward to that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's, 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 it's two, fr- no matter what they say, it's two separate franchises and you get to see who's, who's king. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to see how they compare against each other. Uh, but in, on this particular movie, just by itself on its own merits, if it was just in a vacuum by itself, I, it's to me a fifty. It's like a fifty-one forty-nine split. I'm party foul on this. So would you say it's one of the worst Godzillas? No, no, definitely not. Okay, all right. No, I'm just curious on but that. But the uh, but the co- the quality of Godzilla movies does vary quite a bit. Oh okay, yeah, so, we're not talking I mean, about quality. Godzilla, we're I'm, talking I'm, about it's like a Godzilla movie is a Godzilla movie, no matter what you do about it. Yes, it's, a Godzilla movie is still a Godzilla movie. It's better than watching something random or something I've never heard of before. Yeah. But still, just on its own merits, compared to anything else I could watch, I would probably watch something else rather than this. Interesting, yeah. huh? That's, that is interesting. But see me going in, knowing. <laughs> Knowing what I know about the movie, I can just put it on and then come in and watch the fight scenes. I mean, that's actually what I did today because I was doing chores around the house. I was like, I'm going to put it in so it's on, kind of a refresher, but I did a bunch of other stuff. But I mean, honestly, you can do that with almost any Godzilla, seriously. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed it. The reason I think I gave it a party, or a, a cheers, is because the action was a lot. And I, again, I go back to that. I loved that part. Yeah. You know, you, you always knew, even though I just got to bear through this five to ten minutes of shitty, shitty dialogue to get some awesome fight scenes. You know what I give, you know what I give a cheers to? The soundtrack. Soundtrack's oh, awesome. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, you told me to listen yeah. to the soundtrack, the soundtrack, and I listened to it like even four like, times. It's like, it's mostly an orchestral soundtrack. It's really good. Yeah, I, I listen good. to it while I'm working, actually. And then it's got that one song from Serge Tankian uh-huh. of uh, of System of a Down fame. Yeah. That, uh, which that's a really good, it's uh, called, I think the, the track's called Go Go Godzilla, which I was like, mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah. yeah at the end uh, of the movie, whenever they played it, I was like, oh, I need this song. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 down, I downloaded that off of uh, off of uh, my my music service and uh, I downloaded the uh, orchestral soundtrack and I listened to that. I've been listening to that in preparation for this, and I might keep listening to it. It's I good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. 
So we're going to open up this last beer while we talk about the last segment. You got to finish your beer, Mom. Do I need to finish it for you? Maybe so. Do you not enjoy it that much? It's all right. Okay. All right, so we're going to open up this last one. Give a little sound effect here. Yeah, listen to that. All right. Ryan, tell us about this beer. So this is from Celestial Beer Works. It's a local brewery. Uh, actually, yesterday we went to one of the beer laces, not for this, but for something else. And I've seen it on tap there for a long time. And I was like, you know what? Can I have a sip of it? It was amazing. Immediately, I was going to buy it. So it's called Gold Leaf. It's an imperial stout brewed with HBC 742 and vanilla. The vanilla comes out very strong in this. Ooh. So let's go ahead and pour this up. HBC 4722, is that what you said? Wow, you can see the vanilla. HBC 742. Okay. Yeah, it's, so I mean, it's a stout, so it's on the thicker side. So as you take a drink, I'm, I want to hear everybody's thoughts. This is one where my wife even is just like, this is a good stout and I don't like stouts. Mm. Can art is really interesting. I love the can art from Celestial. I really do. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> take a, it tastes like Mexican vanilla. Yeah, take a couple of sips. It's it's a fun one. As it warms up, too, the flavor has definitely changed. Which, with most stouts. And yeah. It's good. Your thoughts, Mother? Let me take a few more sips, but wow, it is amazing. Yeah, you definitely get that vanilla. It's it's a nice vanilla. I kind of want to go back and talk about some of just you, Mom. And okay. uh, is there anything that you want to share, or is there like anything in particular you want to talk about? Because we're pretty much at the end of the actual like our normal podcast thing, but I want to leave time for anything random that you might want to talk about or share if there's anything if not i mean i definitely have questions that will probably start conversation so okay um i just want people to watch what they want to watch even if nobody else does hell yeah because <laughs> That's what we do in my i'm 60 about to be 63 and 50 years ago i was watching star trek and everybody was like that's such a ridiculous show so, makes me, so, sorry to barge in and no. interrupt. Have you watched The Expanse? Yes. See, that's one of my favorites. I haven't watched the new season yet, but that's that's like in that Star Trek main. That's I love like it. The, yeah. Yes. It's a really good show. And I... Okay, I just had to make sure. I, I just saw a folder. I have a folder on your, uh, for, that's called Rossinante. <laughs> for, for some special fold file that I just thought about that, so sorry. But I love it because there's some sarcastic humor in it. Mm -hmm. The old one. And um, I, I don't know how many people know this, but they only did, was it 10 episodes in the 60s or 70s? And I watched yeah. them all. Had mm -hmm. them all memorized by heart when I was a young girl. And Shatner and Nimoy went on to do other things. And so those of us who were closet Trekkies had a, a conference and invited them to come speak. And when they came and spoke, they came into the room and there were thousands of people dressed up mm -hmm. with Trekkie clothes yeah. that they'd made because it wasn't franchised at that point. Um, they couldn't believe it. 
um, they got such little money because mm. it was a flop. They got such little money. Right. They didn't get any money in the re. Um, uh, when you watch it again and again and again, the repeats, reruns, and um, the that first conference changed everything for the Star Trek Enterprise. But anyhow. Mm. Um, I just want people to watch what they like and and to not be pressured by social circles. I have a group of women I love. They could care less about sci-fi, but it's okay if you yeah. like it. And um, it's got to blow your mind, I think. I, you know, I know the things you do with your free time, Mom. Mm-hmm. I do want you to talk so much about extreme cuisine. Okay. Because, I mean, not that this goes out to many people yet, but I, I'm i all about helping and promoting other people. So I want you to kind of talk about extreme cuisine, whether, I mean, anything that you want to talk about okay. it, really. Well, we're a little catering company in Denton, and we've been in business 21 years, and I have a business partner who... Um, very compatible with um and we love doing all kinds of catering and about 21 years ago when we moved up to north texas i just had a feeling an instinct i don't know what you would call it to know that i was going to feed people and my first thought was well i'm going to work at a shelter and right and food shelter well, uh, the kids were teenagers, and they were kind of not needing me anymore. So I... This, Stupid teens. <laughs> during the summer, I met the kids, met Matt at school, and so he was such a good teacher, and I said, well, if I get the kids and help with the curriculum, will you teach them, and you can get all the money? Well, within three days, we had about 36 students and six weeks worth of curriculum, and so we taught it, and Matt took the money, and... And that's of like teaching people how to cook. Teaching culinary art skills from scratch. Not from boxes, but from scratch. Knife skills, sauces, all kinds of stuff. And um, from there, people asked us to cater. And we, we taught two sets of six weeks classes. And then the adult classes were like, well, we want to learn all this stuff. It just kind of took off. And we have catered for... No way people I would ever... I mean, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. I, I tell that story a lot of just um, like, you could hear him before you saw yeah. him. As soon as the elevator doors open, you're... And it got closer. And then I, I always tell people like, like I met James Earl Jones. Is that Darth Vader in there? Yeah. yeah. I met James Earl Jones. He goes, do you make this food, boy? I'm like, <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been in presidents' houses and mayors mm-hmm. and cowboys and basketball players and important people and it's just been one of those things where the right place the right time it took off we are fiscally doing really well um i'm we've just got it down um this past year we catered for 800 people in ardmore oklahoma for a noble research institute which they help farmers and the environment, and they're from all over the world. They're an inter- international hmm. company, and um, um, it's just been one of those things that happened at the right place, right time. Yeah. My kids 
uh, it was their first job. They've all gone on, and Matt's kids, and yeah. we've taught a lot of peep kids how to be good employees. That's kind of what <laughs> ended up happening. We didn't make as much money well, we as we thought we would. Had some interesting employees. <laughs> yeah, we've had police come and escort people off. We've yeah. turned people into alcohol centers for rehabilitation. We've had all kinds of of adventures but always a story um we're good at at cooking food for the masses we love our in-home chef meals because that's when you get to play uh with plating and new things and we're we are now in crumb which is a little town which we absolutely love it's the hokiest place i've ever been that's the truth we love it there but um I work part-time now, but it's still going good, and when needed, I can get in there and help out. But uh, um, that's kind of it. Uh, our website is extremecatering.com. Um, we both earned our chef certificates. We catered for a, a girl who took our culinary arts classes, and she was actually trained by Julia Childs, and we catered her wedding in exchange for her teaching us culinary skills, and then she sponsored us to get our chef papers. So um, she got me an autographed copy of Julia's Hmm. cookbook. Um, So we've had some amazing experiences that, uh, I mean, just amazing so how think uh, so how can listeners find you guys if they want to find you guys? Um, we have a great website, okay. extremecatering.com. and um, you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. Extreme Cuisine Catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on Instagram, Instagram. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think same thing, Extreme Cuisine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can call us up and ask for a quote. We do drop offs. We go all over the business, the Metroplex. Um, we're also in a company called Easy Cater. It's for HR people when they need things catered for their company, and you can order through them and request our food. Okay. And uh, a lot of cor- corporations have an account with Easy Cater. So yeah. well, that's awesome. Um, so last question for you: Now that you've had a few sips of this out, what are your thoughts? It's good. I'm. About done with beer. Six is a lot for me. These have been small, uh, a few ounces of each, just just for listeners here. Yeah, we're not all doing six. We're not just counting full cans of each of these. We each got about like a quarter of it. This is really stronger. Yeah. And I can handle just a little bit of this. Yeah, it's a good sipping beer, unless you're Anthony. It's got a great flavor. Yeah. I don't sip. I drink. Yeah, you chugged it. It's gone. (laughs) Well, I guess we're wrapping up. Is there anything else you want to add, Anthony? Before Uh, we do the final few things. uh, So look for us on Twitter. We're at Let's Tweet a Pod. Yes, at Let's Tweet a Pod. And we are now on Instagram. Doing that IG life. At Let's Insta Pod. That's at L E T S I N S T A. P-O-D. Let's at Let's Instapod. Try to be clever. Yeah. We this try. This is what happens when you let Anthony pick the uh, the, the Twitter and the uh, <laughs> Instagram. True. 
but uh, so, huh. I'll put I'll put all of that where you can find us in our notes. Uh, whenever I post this episode, I'll put where you can find Extreme Cuisine. Um, anything else? Our do we next, want to talk about the next movie? So our next episode, we're going to do. We will be talking about Robo War, which I have no clue what's even about. So yeah, so it stars Reb Brown, who. We talked about this a little bit earlier. He played in the nineteen. He played Captain America in the nineteen seventy nine Captain America movie. Oh, so that's right up my mom's alley. About, we're gonna talk about the nineteen eighty eight Robo War. Fantastic. Well, so, thank wait, you guys. Uh, wait, wait, what? No, what year was that? Uh, Robo War was nineteen eighty eight. It was the same year as Space Mutiny, another movie he's famous for. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening, hanging out with us. I did take uh, some pictures of us recording because I thought this would be fun. Once we have people in, take some pictures. We'll probably post a picture of all the beers that we drank tonight. And uh, I hope that you guys stick around. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.